0: All right, welcome back. We're going to have Brad Bowler be on in one second. Josie, I just want to ask you, when you're an athlete and you see something horrific happen on the ice yes. in your case, yep. how do you play after?
1: Yeah, I saw uh, the worst thing I saw in a game I was playing in was a, a player for Montreal named Trent McCleary. Chris Terrian took a slap shot, and he really, he really wound up, and he hit him in the throat. Oh and it happened right oh, sh- I bet you within 8 feet from where we, I was sitting on the bench at the time it was right directly in front of us the doctors saved McCleary's life because they had they actually had to cut open his uh um, yeah his trachea to save oh. his life oh, but man. it was it was unreal oh. and we had about a 30 minute delay and then we we continued on in that game. That game did not stop at that point. We continued on after All that. Right,
0: the next time a puck is flying in your yeah, direction, yeah, you think you do think about it. Do you think about it? it? Yeah, you do. It How takes do you, you get a little by while. That? But
1: honestly, Ange, by by the end of that game, you know, obviously your thoughts are with the player that's been sure. injured, but you didn't play the game thinking you were going to get hit by it. Like it, it's just I, I, instinctually, you just go and you do what you're supposed to do.
0: But here's where we as fans, we're conditioned to worry about them getting hit in the head now yeah, because the concussion yeah. issue. Yeah, and you CTE, see it, it still all that. happens too much. And then it hits you in the chest, and you go, oh, my God, your heart might stop if you yeah. get hit the wrong way. Yes, And, and that's what happened. And now you go, oh, my God, now you have a, a, a parent out there, and your kid is playing youth football. Yeah. Is he still playing youth football? Nobody so thinks say, about it, but you get reminded of it on national I, television. I would say
1: that there's people I, that have those concerns and don't allow their kids to play.
2: I am one of those parents. All right, I, I have two and sons. And what do you say to them? I have told my sons from a very young age, you can play many sports, but you will not be allowed to play football. It makes sense to me what you're doing.
0: Out of that On chance. the line with us is a man who is brilliant at breaking all this stuff down. Our Odyssey insider, the great Brian Baldwin. Hi, Brian. Good morning, Angelo. All right, Brian. Give us your reaction to what happened at DeMar Hamlin last night. Well,
3: it's uh, you know it's the scariest thing I've ever seen on a football field, Angelo. Uh, I've been around a long time, like a lot of us. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. We we kind of know what it is now, and so we have a better idea. But nobody knew at the time. And as a player, uh, you do exactly what the players did. You rally. Uh, you you make executive decisions like they did, and then you just you know you prayer up. And uh, you just hope for the very best, and uh, that it gets him. You know, it looked like the NFL did their job as far as you know, is responding as quickly as they did, and uh, you know, administering the CPR and everything that was necessary to revive them. And then we just gotta, you know, hope for the best here. But I've never seen anything like it, Angelo. Uh, I've been in a situation where players got hurt, like even like Josh Sweat on Sunday, and uh, you know, when when guys aren't moving and you're not sure what's going on, it's just a, a scary, scary feeling to everybody.
0: But Brian, how hard is it to go out and play the next game, uh, knowing what hard, happened?
3: Well, I, mean, I
0: I've been out there and I said not
3: like last night, but it's hard. It's hard to get your mind back on, especially if you know you see players, you know, getting strapped into a, you know, a gurney, and and uh, you know, you know, that could be you. It could be your best friend. It could be anything. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to to flush that out and 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 go out and play. And I think they did the right thing last night uh, by halting the game and then. Suspending the game, period. Uh, I don't think anybody could have, uh, you know, the coaches made the decision. But I, I think everybody was in
0: agreement that they did the, the right thing in that moment. No doubt. And here's what, I, Brian, I am so puzzled by the way the Eagles played that game against New Orleans that I literally have asked our Brandon Graham and Nick Sirianni this morning if what happened to Josh Sweat might have affected the way they played that game. Is it possible? I have no other logical way to understand what they were doing on the field on Sunday.
3: (laughs) Well, I don't either, Angelo. I mean, I was, like, perplexed. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with it. I mean, because the defense still played well. Um, You know, and offensively, I did not understand the game plan. We have seen this in spurts before, Angelo, where they just completely abandoned the run. They've got a 1,200-yard rusher in the backfield that has destroyed – the New Orleans Saints, in the last two times he's played them. And they've had no answer for him last year or the year before. And I just don't understand how you, with your all-pro right tackle out, and with a backup quarterback in who can't run the same offense and do the same things as your starting quarterback can, why you would come out throwing the football like they did. And and to see him get hit as much as he did in the first quarter and a half of the game was just – it was shocking to
0: me. Hey, Brian, here's the thing. And and I think you made this point in what was a brilliant analysis of that game plan. Did they game plan as if Hertz was still the quarterback? That's what it looked like, Angelo. Uh, which is you know, which is really puzzling,
3: right? Yeah. Uh, we all know that, you know, Jalen has one skill set and Minshew has another. We all know that on any level of football. But it it did appear like we're gonna run, you know, like even on the third and one you know, after they actually ran the ball twice, and they run a read option at Cam Jordan. Like, that's Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's that's your I mean, that's your go-to play where you go, wait a second, that's not Jalen Hurts, you know, trying to dodge Cam Jordan right there, one of the best players in the league. Like, it, 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 it did appear like that. Like, they okay, well, we'll just run the same offense, you know, that, that Jalen Hurts is. And that's, I, I know Nick would, you know, would shoot that all down, but you can't help but think that.
0: No, I was I, I was grilling him, Brian, on the fourth and one, right? The the uh, the quarterback sneak, which they telegraph because they think they can do it. Yeah, if Hurts has got the ball in his hands, the way he bulls through the line is one thing. Minchu they throw around like a rag doll, and they and and what he said, what Sirianni said this morning is, oh, I would call the exact same play. Well, you can't if it's a different guy with the ball in his hands, right?
3: Jalen Hurts, he, he he deadlifts
0: 600 pounds. Yes, I mean, exactly.
3: To his body weight. <laughs> like, there's a big difference physically. There's a reason why Jalen is almost, you know, 100% on their little, you know, short yardage play they've been running all year. Uh, but I wouldn't expect, I mean, there's quarterbacks in this league that never quarterback sneak because they, they're not good at it. Tom Brady happens to be great at it, but, like, not a lot of guys do it. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do it. But, Yes, I, I would grow them too,
0: Angela. I'm glad you did. Right, well, here's a. Uh, and now I'm trying to look at the big picture, and I'm going, well, why have the Eagles regressed? Even before these two losses, Brian, they were not playing their best football. What's happened? Take me through the way they've evolved in the last month away from the things that got them the great record to begin with.
3: Well, I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about the Chicago game, obviously. I mean, the Giants, they kind of blew them out. Yeah. Tennessee, you know, Tennessee was one of those games where, you know, in that game, Miles Sanders had three carries in the first half <laughs> against a depleted Tennessee team. We saw that in the playoff game last year, Angelo, where they went down to Tampa and they said, oh, we can't run against Vita Vann and, and Dominican and Sue inside. We'll, we'll throw the ball. You know, it was a disaster. You know, it was one of the worst playoff games I've ever seen in my life. Like, I just wonder sometimes. You know, I remember talking to Shane Stike in the summer, and, you know, I was asking him, you know, what, what the offense might look like. And he goes, well, it could change a lot week to week, Baldy. We have a really athletic, talented offense line. We could run it, but we got really good wide receivers and we could throw it. And I, I don't know uh, if they know right now exactly what they're great at doing. And by, you know, week 18, you should know exactly what you're good at. I mean, the Giants know what they're good at right now. They've really developed. Jacksonville knows what they're really good at. And they're playing to those strengths. And I, I feel like the Eagles are still kind of wondering what they're good at, to be honest with you. We know they can throw the deep ball to A.J. Brown, and they can probably get the ball to Devontae at times uh, pretty well, pretty regularly. But I'm not sure if they know exactly what runs they want to run, what they can count on right now, uh, what protections that really work well. Uh, When they should go
0: empty, I'm not sure that they know. Well, here's the thing. We knew what it was a year ago when they went to the playoffs. They ran the ball extremely well. Why would I think they're not still good at that except they've abandoned it? That's what I don't understand, Brian. Well, I mean, that's why I posted what I did yesterday.
3: Yeah. Because to me, you know, they came out in the second half. They've done this before now. And they ran the ball right down their throats and if You know, if they don't get a a lousy call on Landon Dickerson, you know, Gainwell goes 28 yards for a touchdown, and they're right back in the game. And so, you know, like I'm sure that, um, I don't know, maybe Kelsey, you know, some of these guys might have stepped up at halftime and said, listen, coach, stop this nonsense. Like, let's just pound the ball at these guys, all right? They're not all world up front, and that's what they did. And so I just wonder why, you know, I always, I mean, Bill Belichick used to say, I'm not, saying that he's the, the you know, the, the creator of this game. But and he said if you wait till halftime to make adjustments, you waited too long. And I kind of feel like you go four straight three and outs, you know, and <laughs> you've established nothing except get your quarterback hit. And you wonder why he's bouncing the ball off the carpet and he's scrambling and he's just running around like a, you know, with a chicken cut off, with you know, with his head cut off in a pocket. It was because these all these quarterbacks are the same, Angelo. You get hit early in these games, like they're going to get – I mean, they're going to try to do everything they can to get the ball out of their hands before they get hit again.
0: Baldy, you are a treasure to this town because you're a truth teller and you know the game. Can't thank you enough for this. I love it. Thanks, Brian. All right. You got it, Brian (laughs) Baldinger with some great straight truths about what's going on.
2: I'll tell you what, and this is what so many people aren't realizing. Jalen Hurts has been so good that he, looking at this last game, has been masking of game plans that's and, and lack of
0: adjustments by that's the coaching staff more than ever he is your mvp more than ever and now if you want more tough talk we have a man who did the game sunday evil merrill hi evil merrill hi edge
4: i'm livid talk to me what are you unhappy that's, about It's an absolute disgrace I took this as a personal assault. This was as poorly conceived a game plan as I've ever seen. The Saints last in the league at stopping the run. What was the Eagles' game plan? Pass the ball with a quarterback with a candy arm. <gasps> what the hell is that, Angelo? That,
0: this is even stronger than Baldy. Give me more, Evil
4: marrow. And where was Miles Sanders? Can anyone tell me? When you have a Ferrari, why would you take the bus?
0: Why the bus, Jonesy?
4: Not sure. sure. Did, did that offensive line practice at all during the week, or were they out seeing Christmas carols again? They should stop singing and start blocking. I'm getting word now the offensive line's next song is going to be Jump by Van Halen.
0: That's another thing. All default starts, Rhea.
4: Disgraceful performance. You know, they give Emmys for great performances. Yeah. They should have gotten an enema for this one. Jonesy, an anima. I've had a couple. <laughs> the bad news is <laughs> well, Jonesy just had his. Yes. What's the bad news, Evil Merrill? The bad news is they played like ass. The good news is they took second place in the comics division of the Mummers on Sunday. All
0: right. Clearly, Evil Merrill, you are taking this loss hard.
4: Angelo, if I didn't know any better, I'd take the Eagles were tanking on purpose just to get you to retire sooner
0: don't rule it out did you hear aj brown after the game he threw minchu onto to the bus
4: yes he threw minchu and Mitchu tried to throw brown under the bus it was picked off
0: it got picked off jones <laughs>
4: interception <laughs> if i were gardner minchu i'd shave the mustache and hope nobody recognizes me <laughs> all right do you understand minchu is hoping to get a starting job next season the only contract he's going to get next year is with a cell phone contract with Verizon Wireless. Can you hear me now?
0: I, oh. I think he just said you suck, Gardner.
4: I'm sick, Angelo. I don't deserve this. I'm 80 years old. I'm profiled this month in Philadelphia Magazine. For Christ's sake, I'm a celebrity. He's a
0: celebrity,
4: Jonesy. Yes, he is. I plan to go to next week's game against the Giants and do it with my feet up on the table and Mike Quick feeding me grapes. That makes sense. uh, But now, now, now we've got to work like the season depends on it. Speaking of depends, I know you're retiring soon. I found a great price on adult underpants. I'll email (laughs) you later.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm wearing them right now. Thank you, (laughs) Evo (laughs) Merrill. You may not know this, Jonesy, but I've relieved myself twice I've, already I've, I've in heard that the, segment alone.
1: I've heard the noises.
0: See <laughs> Joe Conklin's hell? comedy you show. Yeah, make a lot with of sense. Three, <laughs> Teresa Krellinger and Dennis Haran at St. Dennis in Harvard town this Saturday, January seventh. For tickets, go JoeConklin.com. When we come back, who's on the hot seat? WIP Sports Time, nine seventeen. All right, welcome back at uh, 925. I want you to know what's going on behind the scenes because it's troubling. All right, it's very, very troubling. Uh, uh, Cindy Webster's here today. She is our consultant, and Mm -hmm. she is a brilliant PR person. She does not ever feel comfortable when somebody is getting verbally attacked. Yes. Which yeah. really raises questions about how she's been affiliated for this show so <laughs> long. Exactly. And she's lobbying me. In the final segment, uh, I was going to finally get some joy into this day mm-hmm. by trashing Carson Wentz, Wentz. Who had an unfortunate uh, game on Sunday terrible. in Washington. Yeah, it sounds delightful. It ruined the season, and uh, they were chanting for Heineke. <laughs> and, and she's showing me pictures he put out. Of what a fun year he's had with his family. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the truth. His kids are adorable. Jonesy, did you look at those photos? I did. Yeah. Am I going to be able to trash the dad of those beautiful children?
1: Yes, you are. And will. his
0: wife seems very nice. Yeah.
1: They're nice people. And, and you can they can still trash. They seem like
0: them. very. They're in the Disney World. They're doing all right. these yeah, fun things. They can things. do a lot
1: of different things with that $130 million <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> all right. See, I need. Jonesy, for the next few minutes, remind me about the hundred thirty million. It, that should make it easier for us. Anyway, Dan Wilson is here, and I believe he has a hot seat today.
5: That's correct. The local football team has their first losing streak of the season, which means they are going on the hot seat. Today, our beloved birds are on the hot seat. Brought to you by Xfinity and the Xfinity X1 Lounge. Congratulations to the Eagles. They managed to make a season once known for boring blowout victories into something interesting as they're now on the verge of not only blowing the NFC's only first-round bye, but the three-game lead they had in the NFC East entering Christmas Eve in Dallas. But as frustrating as losing to the Cowboys was, the Eagles had a chance to make everyone forget about it come New Year's Day. However, if you ask Ross Tucker, it seemed like the Eagles players may have overlooked New Orleans. I don't know anyone that thought the Saints were going to win or picked them to win, and it almost felt like, consciously or subconsciously, the, the Eagles felt that way, like... They felt like they could just go out there and win, and they didn't have to earn it. But it wasn't just the players in this case who seemed unprepared for Sunday. How about a Nick Sirianni-led coaching staff who had one of their worst games of the season?
1: You know, we didn't coach good enough on offense. Uh, We didn't put the guys in position to make enough plays, and we didn't didn't execute. It's always going to come down to that. And, uh, you know, it's always, but you always got to look at yourself in the mirror first. Obviously, there's going to be calls that we want back.
5: While I applaud Nick Sirianni for his self-awareness, it shouldn't take hindsight from him or Shane Steichen to realize that Jalen Hurts' game plan for Gardner Minshew wasn't going to work. Also, hiding Miles Sanders against one of the worst run defenses in football seems like a bold strategy to say the least. At the end of the day, the Birds still control their own destiny. However, if they squander this final opportunity on Sunday against the Giants, there's going to be more where this came from.
4: The Eagles go one, two, three and out, and for the first time in a long time, we hear that... Low, hollow sound. Hot seat.
0: All right. uh, There's one thing I would have added to that, Danny. Nice job overall. You really put him on the griddle. But I would have somehow incorporated the uh, Van Halen's Tong jump because (laughs) uh, we just got word uh, earlier in the show, ladies and gentlemen, that the Eagles offensive line has a bonus cut on their new Christmas album. (laughs) No. It's called do that. Jump. Do that. But no right. one to do That's it. That's not nice. Uh, uh, Rhea, do we know, is it four, five, six? Uh, we are currently working on a art piece. Really? Inc- incorporating Jump and all the calls against the offensive line. You
6: think it'll be a piece of art?
0: I, I believe we're striving not for commerce in that one, Rhea, but for art. <laughs>
6: okay, let me know how that works out. Thank
0: you, Danny. Keep working on that. I need more from uh, on Jump. I really like Jump. And I like music in the hot seat. It's uh, just me. I enjoy music. Okay. Uh, Ken, you know, We used to be a music station. I like to bring us back to our roots. On the line with us. I hope he's fulminating, Jonesy. Me too. I hope he is foaming at the mouth. Kenny from the Dirty 30. Hi, Kenny.
2: I've been foaming since the week before the Dallas game. Ooh because there are too many people, including many of the hosts and producers, Joe Wechter, of the WIP, that were taking the Dallas game lightly, saying that, well, that game doesn't mean anything. you got to beat the Saints for the draft pick. Assuming that we were going to win games. Yes. Ignoring the football gods who, when you start assuming things, will strike you down. That Dallas game, and I'm not saying it's that Dallas game. The game on Christmas, it didn't matter who we were playing should have been played like a playoff game when you sell out everything to win that game and then everybody would have had a month off to rest. But they took that one easy, they lost the game, and then everybody assumed that we were just going to beat the Saints. It was arrogance across the board with the coaches, with the players, with the trainers, with the general manager, with the fans, with the media with so many people that work at your station. God, last week when you guys were away, some of those hosts had their heads up their rear end. They took it lightly. They assumed we were going to win the game, and this is what we get. Now we have to play our starters. Now they don't get three or four weeks off. Now they only get one week off, and we have a chance of taking this great season and blowing it because of arrogance. Arrogance. We haven't won jack you-know-what and we were acting like we did. That is why that game on Christmas meant everything. You should have locked it up then, and the rest of it would have been Merrill getting fed grapes. But now it's not, and this is what you get. And you, you host last week. You know who you are. You can show it up your you-know-what because this is why you were wrong. And I'm sick of arrogance in Philadelphia. Sick of
0: it. Kenny, beautifully said as always. That's why you're a champion on this show, and I would like to make a statement about the hosts who have been downplaying this uh, dip in the uh, Eagle situation. Did you say dip? Dip, slump, call it what you will. It's reached the point now where I'm starting to miss myself. What? <laughs> I'll tell the radio on, and I'll hear some really lackluster commentary, and I'll go, where's Cataldi? And then me? I'll realize... Yeah. I look in the mirror, and there I am,
6: Jonesy. And, Jonesy. and the man behind you.
0: <laughs> he's taking over no, your show. The guy standing behind me whispers in my ear, get back on the air, jackass. And I go, I'm retiring soon. And he goes, good luck with that.
1: Maybe sooner. <laughs>
0: You know, if you want to all right, I'm going to do the math here just for a second because if the Eagles were to lose Sunday, yeah, Johnson – yeah. Johnson, you get... if the Eagles lose Sunday
2: – Right, they play the following weekend.
0: They week, uh, the fifth seed. Correct. They're on the road for the first round of the playoffs the following week. Likely in Tampa Bay. I could be in my final two weeks of radio. Yes. I could be done, Rhea, in two weeks. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: She's, Don't let the egos well, know that they she, might
0: take the option. She, Rhea, <laughs> did you hear the sadness in Rhea's voice?
6: Okay. <laughs> I'm miss, still going to text you relentlessly. I know you're going to text cuz you're the only one oh. that um takes the commentary I take in the um way I present. Can it.
0: You, Rhea, if I could offer you one tip on making it a little better,
6: more profanity, please. <laughs>
0: It's charming. There there were a couple of words there. I wasn't sure what they meant. Let's go to let's go to Tom at Sea Isle. Hi Tommy.
3: Angelo, that took the words right out of my mouth. I am so freaking mad about this game that they played Sunday. I don't know what this coach he better grow up and learn how to be a coach. How do you come out on the field three and out, three and out, passing the ball all over the place? And you get your butt kicked. Um, I'm sick of them.
0: I got to tell you, Tom, a few weeks ago, we were talking to Nick Sirianni, and he was telling us about his dad and how the most negative feedback he gets after game is from his dad, who is a very good football coach in his own right. And then the next week, I asked him what his dad said, and I don't think he liked that I asked that. But now, the last two weeks, they've been so awful, Tom. Would you love to know? What his father, the football coach, is saying to his son. His father ought to be using him as a football and kicking him around the house. I'll be honest with you. Based on what I saw Sunday, I'd send Nick to his room.
1: Oh, (laughs) straight to his (laughs) room.
0: I go, Nick. I cannot have. If that's your game plan, go to your room and rework it up. It's not good. (laughs) And you know what? Take your friend Shane with you. (laughs) Go up in there. Take
6: your friend.
0: That was absolutely awful. It was awful, Tom, Tom. They had so much to play for. The Saints had nothing to play for, and the Saints were crazed to win the game, and the Eagles didn't show up.
3: What do you think the Giants are going to do? What do they
0: have to I play for? Know. But you know what? That's They remember last year when they got screwed by the Eagles. a couple of years ago, and it was a different coaching staff, but I got to believe they would love nothing more than to send the Eagles down to the five seat. They would love it. The Eagles better come out Sunday, and they better be ready to play a friggin' football game because if they win the toss and defer and the Giants take eight or nine minutes to get down the field and score seven points, you are all in panic mode. I want you to know that. That's how close we are to panic mode, Tommy.
3: Yeah, I kept telling you when you kept telling me 13-1, and 13-1, and, one, and yeah, I kept so telling right. you I was worried about this team and right. the, the coaches <laughs> –
0: Tom, you they know what? I need nothing. you, Tom. I need you at the game. Give me a really dumb question you could ask uh, Nick Seriati if you were interviewing him today. I would ask
3: him, when's he
0: going to grow up and be a real NFL coach? When are you going to be a real coach, Mr. 13 and 3?
6: <laughs> yeah, I think that one's probably not going to win. Yeah, this,
0: <laughs> Maria, Maria, I hope there's dumb a couple question. of good in here because there have been a lot of bad ones. Glenn's up from Center City. Hi. Oh, Glenn, hold on. I'm up against a break here. Glenn will be first. I got Will of God coming up. Kevin now You guys get your questions ready because I want to get as many in before Rhea decides who's going to the game on Sunday. 215-592-9494. But when we come back, even though I've looked at those pictures, I must take some joy in only one thing that happened in football this weekend. It was the end of the career. Of Carson Wentz. WIP sports time is 937. You know, it is the beginning of a brand new year now, and everybody makes resolutions, not just for themselves, for, but for their beloved pets. Look at that little pet. Is the fur looking a little straggly, maybe flaky skin, itchy coach, maybe a little overweight for the holidays? At Dogs and Cats Rule, their stores, all seven of them, you can help plan out a healthy year for your pet. They already got the largest selection of premium, raw, freeze-dried, gently cooked, dehydrated, and traditional kibble and cans. You'll get the best food. Then they'll show you a line of supplements to help with digestive skin and coat, calming, and hip and joint issues. They're all going to make a better quality of life for that pet. Winners here, Dogs and Cats Rule, have special pricing on coats, sweaters, and fleece. And you can check out their collection of officially licensed Eagle bandanas, jerseys, beds, toys, and more. A trip to Dogs and Cats Rule is spectacular. Take your dog with you. It's Dogs and Cats Rule, seven locations in Jersey, Pennington and Princeton, MPA, Newtown, Doylestown, New Hope, Maple Glen, and Bluebell. Dogs and Cats Rule, shop small, shop local, shop family. All right, welcome back. Uh, I don't look. It was an awful weekend. It has been. Uh, my Christmas was ruined by the Eagles' loss. Yep. I my uh, New Year's was ruined by the by uh, even my my my, my I had my twenty third uh, anniversary. Oh, nice happy Wedding anniversary. anniversary. Twenty three years I've been married to that beautiful That's woman. That's beautiful. And 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 the they were ruined that too. It ruined yes, everything. That's what happens. Because if my team's losing, I'm in a miserable mood. Correct. So well, now makes
6: that different from any other day. There is
0: only one thing that brought me significant joy this weekend. While I was enduring that horrific Eagles game, every once in a while I would switch over during a break to see the red zone channel and to see how our old friend Carson Wentz was doing. Now that he oh. has retained the job. As the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders. And it was not pretty. In fact, it was as big a train wreck as you could ever imagine. He dialed up three interceptions. This is wonderful. They ended up with 10 points, and then you're not going to believe this afterwards, Johnson. What do you do? He just said he has to do better. Listen to this. It's part of football. I get it. I get it.
1: I, I, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot in, in my, my seven years, and uh, experienced a lot. And um, you know, I get it. I get it. I didn't didn't have my best day today, and uh, I wish it would have went differently. I, I feel I feel like I, you know, let, let some of my teammates down there early in the game, and put us in a hole a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's part of it.
0: He has been demoted so much. Yeah. During his news conference, they did not even put the mic there. <laughs> And I need you to picture this. It's, it started. It started right near him, and then it was moving further and further away <laughs> as he spoke. Because he's probably not going to start this Sunday. Their coach, uh, Ron Rivera, did not even realize that a loss would eliminate them. The that media was told them.
6: The media
0: told wrong. the coach, "You're out of the playoffs." Riverboat, he didn't wrong. even know. He didn't even know. Uh, Meanwhile, I got this poll. This is beautiful. Yeah,
1: what what is it? What do we got? This
0: is a poll of uh of the big the the top uh people from the uh commanders fan yeah. base. They have like their fan uh yeah, the big uh, fan website. club, yeah. And and they asked who should start the final game of the season against the Cowboys? With seventy three percent. The top choice of the fans is Sam Howell. What? Sam Thurston Howell, Howell the third I don't He
1: has
0: even, a
1: career like third stringer
2: is Yeah
0: he? he is With 24% of the votes Is Taylor Heineke Good choice And with 3% of the <laughs> what votes a loser Is Carson Wentz a Complete of loser Of 1,580 votes oh. cast He got 50 And in oh. the game in the game, early in the game, the fur after the first pick. He's in Washington. They gotta win the game. Listen to the crowd. Oh
1: man, that's great.
0: Now uh, and Heineke stinks.
1: He tries hard though. Heineke tries. That's the difference. Next week Wentz just quits. He seems likable too. Yeah. <laughs> He's
0: not very we bad. want Howell. We want a-
1: Did you hear Wentz in his little thing there, though, that oh. we could barely hear? He said, in my seven years right. of experience. What a, do, do, what you,
0: a- do you feel bad for him now? <laughs> no. I'm going to tell you something. I have witnessed many different of these type of stories at somebody that was good for a brief period of time and then flamed out. And I know the story. The minute he got that first check at $130 million, he was done. You understand? Yep. He is the ultimate example of how do I get the money and then can I do whatever I want? And that's what he's doing. He doesn't even feel sadness anymore. He doesn't feel embarrassed. He's already done that. He flamed out here. He flamed out in Indy. Now he's blown it twice in
6: Washington. His ego was always massive for a guy who came from where, uh, Ange, he was unhappy they won the Super Bowl without him.
0: He's got enough buckshot now to kill some deer in in, uh, Idaho, where is (laughs) that? Dakota. Dakota.
6: North Dakota.
0: North Dakota. He's got buckshot. He's got money. He's got cute little kids. He's living large. Is he on a roster next year? No. He's done. You don't understand. You think this is it? Who wants another shot at that? Now Washington's got to pay all the money the, the Eagles promised him. They got they got Washington to take oh, the money. Yeah? No, they're stuck Dan Snyder said he wanted Carson. How's it going over there, Daniel?
2: My God, I'm looking at it. He it's has uh, to well, England, He still way. has two more years. Forty
0: one million, $41 million dollars. Forty one million dollars of nothing. Nobody. He's flamed out four times in three years. He's done. No, I should not take delight in that. But I do. <laughs> Let's go wow. to Glenn in Center City. Hi, Glenn. Happy New Year to you guys.
2: Happy New Year. Let me say something. Uh, just prayers out to my man, um, DeMar Hamlin. Yep. That was, uh, that was really crazy last night to see that. And those awesome. players ought to be commended because they knew something was wrong. They got the medics out there at ASAD.
0: Yeah, I, Glenn, 100%. I'm just wondering how long before they have to play that game, And how in what mental condition are those players to resume playing? It's a really hard thing. The second
6: question is pretty critical. That's the
0: real one, Glenn. You don't want to go back. They're not playing after that man nearly dies in front of their eyes. Are they ready the next day? Are they ready in two days, three days? When do you play the game? Yeah, because the NFL, they they almost screwed up. They said we have a
2: five-minute delay. Yeah, and then they realized it, uh, how bad the injury was. They said, "We're
0: just going to postpone the game." Glenn, that is the fascinating thing. Their first instinct was to continue the game.
6: They claim yeah. they have no idea where that came from.
0: No, of course, no. It came from somewhere. Yeah, Nobody it ca- made it up.
6: No, but all I'm saying is that yeah. the you know they knew they had to contact the players' associate. There was. Yeah. There was no way they were going to do that.
0: The right decision absolutely yeah. was made. Oh, absolutely. But now I have no idea how they work this out. It'll be fascinating to see what they do. And hopefully Hamler will be okay now and he'll he'll recover and he'll be okay if, to resume his career at some point. But they got a lot of logistic things to deal with. All right, Glenn, give me a stupid question the media could ask Nick today. I would ask Nick Cigliatti, can you make Holly Roseman your offensive coordinator? <laughs> okay. Not terrible. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, give me a dumb question. Sure. Hey, Nick, what color is the sky? What color is the sky? <laughs> Put it down. That's a good one. Al is next. Hi, Al. How you doing? Give me a dumb question. Where'd you get your coaching degree? Where'd you get Ouch. your coaching degree? Mm. That's bitter. That's very Kim's dumb. up next. Hi, Kimmy. Hey good morning. Are you unhappy, Kim?
2: I was able to cope with it because my mother is a very reasonable woman. She talked us through the whole game wow. and so we were we were able to salvage sunday
0: okay so your nice. your mom has better perspective than most of us, and she was my, able to rationalize it.
2: My mom has better coaching ideas than <laughs> what you saw on Sunday. all right,
0: Kim, and, give me a dumb question for next. Did
2: you leave your EpiPen at home because you're allergic to the run?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that is clever. Dave is on the line. Hi, Dave. Hey. What is your question for the media? Uh, How's your day, Nick? How's your day, Nick? Darnell is on the line. Darnell, what's your question?
2: Yeah, Nick, I understand that you didn't eat the same thing for the team breakfast. Listen, uh... Do you uh,
0: think that has something to do with the game, the outcome of the game? Donnell, I love your delivery. I don't like your material. Let's go to <laughs> T next. That was—I would have loved having that guy say so. He had a nice voice. Uh, Lee T, you're up next.
4: Which one of your brilliant brothers gave you that offensive game plan? <laughs> oh, T. Nasty T. Wow. That's strong. <laughs>
1: Nasty
0: He's ripping the brother. Steve is up for Blanco. You get last crack, Steven. Steve, are you there? Yes. What's the question? Steve? this is going to be good. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, my question is, what was your option other than Minshew? Well, they didn't, <laughs> I, knew, I knew it would I knew it would be really clever. Ooh. All right, Bria, you need a minute here. This is tough. Hold on. You need a minute. I, I need a minute.
6: You, the two that I choices. I all had, right. T all right,
0: and not somebody yet. else. You're not yet. No, you I'm not think telling it over because I have something to play here. Howie Roseman has obtained uh, some very uh, uh, worrisome uh, voicemails. And why don't we all listen?
4: Hey, it's Howie Roseman. 100%, man. Leave a message. Yo, Howie, why don't you tell Kelsey to wait till after New Year's to do his drunk momma's impression, okay? Hey, little buddy, it's Andy. <coughs> Tough loss there on Sunday. Uh, boy, it'd really be a crime if you guys blew the season after going 13-1, and but... <coughs> I only say that because I love crime and criminals. By the way, tell Minchu if he wants a good mustache. I can draw one on him. Ha! Ah. Yep, yep. Hey, Howie, it's Chip. Great game plan with Minshew. Now the rest of the league is about to find out what I already knew. That your clueless never match. I kept my wife's secret, but you can't keep your competence a secret any longer, so... Hi, Howie, it's Merle. We have to go golfing again. After doing that game Sunday, it's apparent you've been playing with your putter, and I want to see if your short game has improved. Call me. Howie, it's Doc Rivers. Relax. Tell you guys that Sunday was just a scheduled loss. You're going to be in the Super Bowl. It's a guarantee. You're a treasure, and I'm doing a terrific job. I've earned that. Hey, Howie, it's Chip again. Great job moving all the way up in the draft to get Carson Wentz. You really did your homework there. Great pick. Ruined three franchises. So this time next year, he'll be shoveling Commodore in North Dakota, so...
1: Hello, Howie. It's Detective Brown, Laura Murray. I just want to let you know what your team played like on Sunday. I'll give you a full report. Call me back. I'll be here to 1.30.
4: Howie? Okay. You don't know me, okay? I'm watching, and I'm disappointed. In fact, I'm disconsolate, okay? Okay? Watching you on Sunday, and I'm looking. I'm looking, and it made me gassy, okay? I'm not afraid to say that. Not afraid. And Ava, shaka, crunch! Howie, it's Chip again. By the way, I saw your boy Wentz scored a touchdown and I spiked the ball. It was the best pass he threw all day, so.
0: See Joe Cocker's comedy show with Vince Valentine and Norm Claw, Our Lady of Good Counsel on Saturday, <laughs> January 21st. For tickets, go to joeconklin.com. Rhea, who's our winner?
6: I'm going to make a very quick call here. I'm going heads or tails because I love oh. them both. I love tease on which brother, but Jordan had a left handed. Jalen Hurts throwing would be better. And who wins? T is heads. Jordan is tails. We got
0: Jordan. Jordan won. That was the one. with Left-handed. Why don't you try going left-handed, Gardner? (laughs) I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts. All right,
5: it's time to right. All right, all right, all right. Got to a lot of things on today's show. The scary situation last night in Cincinnati with Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, the Eagles lost to New Orleans, and the demise of Carson Wentz again. But a line of the day, a review of Gardner Minshew's performance, courtesy of Jason from the Dirty 30, and it's brought to you by the Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good.
2: Gardner, he could be a different number. He's not wearing the correct number. He should be
1: number two. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a roll this year. Jason,
0: Jason's material oh. has gotten much better. It's
5: peaking too soon. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the final read on our Twitter question is brought to you by Armand Chevrolet of Ardmore. It's Chevy Equinox month. January means huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Find new roads at com. How worried are you about the Eagles' back-to-back losses? 23% not at all. 34% say very. 43% so-so.
0: Heads in the sand. You should be concerned. Our studio since the day was Dan Wilson. Special contributions, Joe Cocklin. For tickets, go to joecocklin.com. Associate producer, Kyle Quinn. In studio, Keith Jones. Consultant, Sidney Webster. Sit-ins, Brian McCloskey and Jake Lepergola. La Pergola. It's producer (laughs) Joseph A. Wechter Jr., Jonah Campbell, John Ritchie coming up next. How did we do today?